Blog Talk Radio. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinski, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, <laughs> but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Hey, people, what's happening tonight? Hopefully everyone's doing well. And uh, tonight, hopefully, we're going to talk about Wait. sex a little bit. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, talk about sex. So when I say what's up, uh, maybe no pun intended. Hopefully everyone's doing uh, well this evening. Hopefully they're, uh, everyone's ready for the weekend, coming up holiday weekend, hopefully for most people. Um, on Sunday night, I hit on intimacy uh, building exercises and uh, hopefully I'll come back to that a little bit another time. But I hit on uh, not only intimacy building about sex and trying to get your freak out a little bit. That does not mean, of course, uh, getting in the swinging or uh, the lifestyle scene or even uh, using S&M or B&D. It's about getting comfortable within your own skin, even if it's naked. So what would it take for you to get comfortable with yourself, with your partner, same concept as maybe those out there having being afraid to have sex uh, with the lights on, have those drapes or blinds closed. Oh, my God, don't look at me. It could be body image aspects, too. So I'm going to try to help get through those aspects. Remember, you can call in anytime, 929-477-3105. Again, you can give me a shout, 929 477 3105 and the chat is up as well so looking forward to any questions uh, from listeners or from the chat room out there as well so hopefully uh, it's going to be a fun evening tonight kicked off to the weekend and then uh, we'll go from there okay again we're going to be on I'm going to be on from uh, 78 uh, from this point on for a few more weeks just to kick up increase uh, listeners and volume and hopefully it'll save my voice Again, I will be on from uh, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time uh, here in the Detroit metro area. And we'll uh, kick off from there and uh, kick off the discussion about sex in probably a few moments. Get that special someone uh, hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes. Shoes by Shea. Find her on Facebook. Again, Facebook, Shoes by Shea. You're looking to listen to some cool, kick-ass bands along with some cut-up, comedy, hilarious, smart-ass hosts. Listen to PPRNLive.com. Again, PPRNLive.com, or you can find them on Spreaker.com as well. 
They got shows every Tuesday and Wednesday evening, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. right back here um kicking off going into the sex building intimacy aspects uh if you want to call kick getting your freak on or we talked about human sexuality class at a college local college i teach at too uh, as one woman mentioned about uh preferring term eroticism so what would help sort of get you uh to be more comfortable sexually with your partner even within yourself man do you have a clue what turns you on? Are you afraid to talk about it, afraid to tell your partner? Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed to tell your partner you want your ass slapped? Guys, are you embarrassed to tell your women that? <laughs> um, so what would it take for you guys to bring that out, be more comfortable with yourself? You know, sexuality is part of our human nature, right? So why be ashamed of it? Why be afraid of it? How many people out there, this will go uh, out there, shout out to a friend of mine with his uh, nipple rings that loves to get them tweaked. <laughs> that might be a little bit too freaky for some people, but what would it take for you to get your uh, comfort level increased a little bit? Do you have a clue, you know what, what turns you on? Is it a little romance, a little sweet talking, a little Marvin Gaye music? What would it take for you to feel more comfortable? For those out there, probably number one thing, I know a lot of women and a lot of guys out there I hear about in the office is being afraid of body image. That's probably number one, uh, maybe complaint, going to get at, you know, I don't want him to see me like this. I've had a couple kids and I have uh, the tracks all over, roadmap, whatever you want to call it. People say I don't only have the map of Michigan, I have uh, the world atlas on me. What would it take for you to be more comfortable and also your partner to uh, sort of make you feel safe? So it's a team approach again. Can your uh, partner, do you believe him or her when they say they desire you, that they crave you? How many people out there want to be devoured sexually? The intensity. Can you handle that? Can you guys look at open eye sex with each other? This is all part of increasing your sexuality and being comfortable, not only with yourself, with your partner. But I firmly believe, like I said, I work with the, the clients. I firmly believe it's got to start with yourself. What would make it more comfortable with yourself? It's funny. How many people out there uh, practice menage de moi? Not menage de toi. <laughs> not a threesome. Talk menage, menage de moi more or less masturbating, you know, having yourself. It's funny how you can be comfortable by yourself at sometimes, and yet you can't sort of bring that into the bedroom with your partner. You know, what holds you back from that? And there's a lot of people out there, too, I get that uh, still, believe it or not, in 2014 that are afraid to talk about masturbation. 
You know, they deny doing it. Or maybe one partner gets pissed off or upset. The other one masturbates. They feel like it's almost like cheating on them. All these sort of help maybe uh, decrease sexual comfort. How often do you talk to your mate about sexuality or do you automatically assume they're pleased because one of them comes? One of them ejaculates, so they're satisfied. That might not be the case. So what would it take to bring sexuality and increase the implementation of the mind, the body, the soul, and the heart all incorporated into the sexual aspects? As I do with couples, part of the comfort level of sexualities I promote is you're being comfortable with being done. Second thing is you're comfortable about doing your partner. Third thing I always promote, that's making love. And the fourth thing, of course, is fucking. Everybody assumes, oh my God, (laughs) I'm going to touch on each one of these. No, you're being comfortable, you know, being done. That means your partner can please you without worrying about him getting off or her getting off. It's just about you. I find this, especially with women, they have a hard time. They tend to be, you know, more nurturing, more giving, uh, you know, the mothering instinct, if you will. And they have a hard time just getting pleased and not worrying about their partner getting off. Almost they feel guilty or selfish. There's nothing wrong with this. Not at all. And, of course, the other aspect is how many people are just interested in getting their partner off and not worrying about themselves. You know what? You can take care of your woman without you worrying about getting off. Ladies, I'm sure you're most uh, well aware, more comfortable in this role, right? Taking care of your partner, either orally, hand, you name it, and not worrying about yourself. That you can be comfortable with this, and it's not selfish. Now, if it happens all the time, yeah, then it will be selfish. Making love is more passionate, maybe more sensual. You know, with all these, you still, you would love to have that eye-to-eye contact if part if possible. Now, if uh, your partner's uh, behind you or in front of you, you don't want them to break their neck uh, trying to look at your eyes behind you. They ain't going to work unless you got a mirror in front of you. Okay. Now, fucking that aspect, everyone assumes it's uh, sort of a one-night stand, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, no feelings involved. No, not at all. This is where couples, it's the passionate rip-your-damn-clothes-off, the animalistic aspects that you want to just crave, devour your partner, rip them clothes off. It's mixed with the emotional, the love you have for each other, the emotional connection. It's all that rolled into one. How many people have missed that? How many people are comfortable being in that situation where you throw your partner up against the wall, not through the wall, up against the wall, and embrace that, embrace that experience? How many couples are, oh, my God, I can't do that. My wife's not like this. And the wife's thinking, oh, my God, I'd love him to do this. And maybe he's too timid to do that. Everybody assumes the men in this world are the initiators. Not all the time. It takes you both to initiate, both to make each other feel desired, wanted. For us men, ladies, we love it when you initiate sex with us. It makes us feel turned on. It makes us 
freaking just go nuts. It's a huge turn on. It boosts our egos, just like you wanting to be desired by us. So going back to all those aspects, if you're uncomfortable sexually, how can you get there? And what would it take for you guys to come up in that situation and be more comfortable with yourself? You know what? Screw the body image aspects. You know what? Maybe we can have sex with the lights on. Or maybe in the shower. Oh my God, we're cringe. I can only have sex in the shower if there's no lights on anywhere. Does that kill the mood? And what would it take that you just take each other? No matter if there's lights on or not. Or how many people feel comfortable maybe just in their backyard at night. Or, oh my God, the neighbors are going to watch us. Yeah, you have to be careful and indecent exposure and everything. But how many people would veer to want that? After all, it's 2014, but yet a lot of people are still uncomfortable. Excuse me. I get um, still quite a few couples, even today, um, that come in. You know, they've been married 10 years, 20 years. And each one of them, they don't feel desired. They don't feel loved. And it comes, it's a comfort level. You know what I had, like I mentioned before, I had kids. Sometimes the partners don't even care too much about body image. And even if you do have body image, I'm going to be blunt. What can you do about it to feel more comfortable? What can you do to increase maybe your comfort level with your own body awareness? Does that mean exercise and starting an exercise program? Maybe eating healthier? You know, what would it take for you to be more comfortable in your own skin? You know, this I'm not gender biased. This goes for men and women. Those are some things that you can you have control over. Everybody hears, yeah, I don't have time, we have too much time, everything else. That goes for both genders, men and women. You can take care of yourself, increase a little bit. Spend a little time either exercising, changing your eating habits, uh, to increase those body images if it's a problem for you. Another complaint I often hear in the office working with couples is, oh my God, we have kids now, and we, oh my God, we can't have the kids here. We're afraid. I can't scream. I can't yell like we used to. We got kids. I don't want them to hear. Um, do you think sexuality should be embraced or are you going to shy that away from the kids like it's a plague like there's something wrong with it yeah you don't want your kids 11 12 13 year olds of course going out and getting you know getting banged and everything else but if you embrace it and educate your kids about it and you're comfortable with your own sexuality it doesn't make you a slut a whore it makes you human and what would it take for you to embrace those aspects What would it take for you to increase those intimate levels, your comfort levels? Take, you know what, I want this. And you're afraid to tell your partner because they might get mad. They might hurt their feelings if they haven't gotten you off in a while because they don't know how. Or maybe your body changes with age. And you're afraid to hurt his or even her feelings. Or you're going to piss them off because it's going to shut them down. Regarding sex, oh, if I complain about this, I'm never going to get any. 
these are all incorporated into not only the physical, like I mentioned, the physical aspects and body image, but now we're hitting on the emotional aspects. And what would it take, you know, emotionally to be okay with yourself and say, I'm human, I'm okay with this. Like I said, to be more freaky, to be more erotic doesn't necessarily mean you have to start getting in the threesomes, not at all, or joining swingers clubs, not at all, or being S&M, which is, you know, say this masochist or, you know, B&D, bondage and dominatrix. That's not for everybody, nor should it be for everybody. But what would it take for you to be more comfortable and say, hey, you know what, I like this and I'm not ashamed of it, and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. Because you're afraid your partner's going to think you're a freak, a deviant. Everybody has boundaries, yes, but at least talk about it. If you're in a relationship, right, you're supposed to be best of friends, why is it so hard for people to talk about sex? Because let's face it, sexuality, there's a huge ego thing right there. After all, you're seeing everybody naked, right? Maybe not only physically, but also emotionally. I'm worried about performance, about pleasing. Oh my God, he's going to see the stretch mark here. Oh my God, she's going to think my dick isn't big enough. All these issues play into the emotional role. And I'll talk about this a little bit more when I come back. Like I said, please call in with your questions at 929 477 31 Zero five, and the chat room is open as well. So please join me. Uh, Want to take your questions? Uh, any questions you have regarding? We'll hit on sex tonight and either relationships. Whatever you got, shoot me your way, and I will talk to you in a bit. Get that special someone uh, hand painted, hand designed canvas shoes. Shoes by Shea. Find her on Facebook again. Facebook shoes by Shea. If you're looking to listen to some cool, kick-ass bands, along with some cut-up, comedy, hilarious, smart-ass hosts, listen to PPRNLive.com. Again, PPRNLive.com, or you can find them on Spreaker.com as well. They got shows every Tuesday and Wednesday evening, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time.
come back. How many people are doing okay out there? Um, hitting on sexuality uh, tonight, trying to integrate that with a little bit of the emotional aspects uh, as well. Like I said, the comfort level, not only body image, but emotionally. You know, I talked about how many people, you know, guys out there about penis size, penis envy, and also body image. I'm too fat, maybe I'm too skinny, too short, whatever you have it. Um, you know, women, of course, my boobs aren't big enough. They're not firm enough. My ass is flat. My ass is too big. You know, how many people are looking at all those aspects, uh, to decide basically, uh, you know what? I'm not sexually desired. <clears throat> those aspects all hit on, you know, a lot of comfort levels, of course, uh, regarding sexuality, not only with body image, you know, emotional ego uh, shots, if you will, insecurities that hit on uh, sexual discomfort levels. What about your upbringing, too? We can talk about religious aspects, uh, growing up, you know, where it was taboo to talk about sex. You're not supposed to have sex until you get married. Uh, if you do, you're a slut, you're a whore. Um, that double standard, you know, it's okay for guys, but it isn't for women. I think, of course, that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, it should be equally okay for both men and women. Do you have a clue what even turns you on? How do you like to be touched? These are all issues and topics that you should be able to bring up. I say should, yeah, but it's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy, and you're assuming maybe your partner, because you throw it back and forth on each other, my partner should know how to touch me. My partner should know how to kiss me. Let's face it, maybe should know how to lick me or suck me too. How many people are afraid to even bring that up? What about kinds of touches? Do you have a clue how you want to be touched? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, everybody's different depending on mood and everything else. Sometimes you want your hair pulled, ladies. Since I have no hair, I can't get mine pulled. Um, some women want that. Some women hate it. Like I said, a little slap or spank on the ass. Some people are okay with it, some not. It's all up to you and what your boundaries are. But what would it take for you to escalate, to enhance your comfort level to bring something up? You know, do you integrate porn as educational pieces? Or are you afraid, you know what, oh my God, my wife's going to want him because he's got six packs and he's got a bigger penis. Um, the woman, of course, you know, <laughs> that's been around forever about the body images. Oh my God, my husband only can get turned on by the porn stars because they're, they're flawless bodies and everything else in the porns. Can you use them as educational pieces? Yeah, I'd like to try this. Yeah, no, you know what, this isn't for me. Talking about your emotional vulnerabilities like a hit on Sunday night, trying to hit on those, opening up, you know what? It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you a slut for wanting to try different things. You know, most guys, they might be timid too. There's a lot of times, you know, women, they're more, what's the word I'm looking for, aggressive or assertive. There we go. They're more assertive in, regarding sex, which I think is phenomenal. It's cool. And there's some guys that, you know, they're more timid. You know, it could be, like I said, the way they were raised and brought up, 
not all guys are that assertive sexually. You know, we're supposed to be all ready for when the wind blows, right? We're horny all the time, ready to go. Um, well, maybe I am, but <laughs> a lot of people are not that way. It could be stress. It could be, you know, financial insecurities. These all play a role into, again, sexual comfort levels. How, how can all that stress and all that be sexual comfort levels, right? Well, if you're stressed out, you're not horny, not in the mood, and your partner sort of gets turned down, right? Comfortable are you going to be to go after sex again when you get turned down? When you start thinking, you know what? I can't turn my partner on. I, I, I have no clue what turns my partner on. You know how sad that is? It's very sad. Is it pathetic? No, it's not pathetic. It's all about learning. Maybe they're just tired. You know, now if that is turned into, you know, it turns into one night once in a while or two nights in a row, you get that. But what happens if that increases to maybe a week, two weeks, okay, a month, two months, three months? What about a year, people? Oh, my God, we never have sex not for a year. It happens. And a lot of it could be sent on the emotional connection between the couple. Then you look at, you forget with each other, you know, how to touch each other, how to kiss each other. You're almost afraid to because, again, the comfort level regarding sexuality, it's like, oh, my God, I'm not turned on. So I, I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know how my partner wants to be touched. What would it take for you guys to bring this out, out in the open in a discussion and hit on these very things. You know, like I said, bring your freak out, your eroticism. It encompasses you increasing your sexuality, whatever is within your own boundaries, whatever works for you. You know, do you want your husband to start maybe sucking your toes, um, you know, maybe sort of kissing, licking your leg? Before he starts giving you oral. What about you ladies? How many think that, you know, maybe sucking on your breasts, your tits, your nipples, whatever you want to call them. You know, that could be hot, feels great, and everything else. And you're thinking, okay, I'm a woman, I love this. But maybe your guy wants that in return. Maybe he wants his neck kissed. Maybe he wants his... Nipples sucked or licked. You ever think of that? Maybe he wants his stomach kissed, licked. All these comfort factors, everyone's assuming each partner should know, right? Should have a clue what the hell the other one wants. And your comfort level or maybe insecurities are backing that up. I hear this a lot um, as well that... You know what? Maybe I don't know how to do it. Don't know how to do it. How much is that going to sort of kick up your anxiety? Oh, my God, I'm going to do it bad. I'm going to do it wrong. So guess what? I'm not even going to try, right? That's all about the ego and about your own self-esteem. What happens if you try and, let's face it, you suck at it. No pun intended. But what happens if you're not good at it? Can you learn? Can you teach each other this? 
And this is where the emotional comes into the sexual comfort as well, not only physically, but this this kick up the emotional that you can trust each other. You know what? I'm not good at it, but hell, I'm going to try it. And can you learn about it? You know what? I You know, if you're given a woman you're giving your partner oral sex for instance and you're not good at it guys there's a great book out there i'm going to give props to it's called she comes first i highly recommend it but maybe let's face it every woman's different maybe she wants you know her vaginal area maybe she wants her you know lips majora minors Majora, Libya, Libya Minor, Libya Majoras. Maybe she wants them licked. Maybe she wants them sucked on. Hmm. Maybe she don't even know that. But if you try it and she doesn't, you learn. It's not a bad thing. And women, when you're giving a guy oral, does he want tongue action? Does he want his, his balls licked and sucked on more? Maybe you're too afraid to even tell her this. Because you're going to think, oh my God, she's going to think I'm, I'm bad, I'm nasty, I'm, I'm a whore. You know, yeah, men can be whores too, right? Maybe if I bring it up, maybe the woman wants to do this, but maybe I'm like, uh, hell, if I do this, he's going to think I'm a slut. These are all aspects with the sexual comfort that can kill it. And what the heck can you trigger this in and what can help you be more comfortable talking about sex and your needs and your wants and what do you want to try and maybe what do you don't want to try. How many of these aspects do you bring up? Now let's face it, how comfortable can you be sexually when the emotional connection is down the toilet? How comfortable can you be when you feel your partner doesn't love you. It's probably not going to make you feel too uh, comfortable sexually, right? It's not going to make you so turned on. It's not going to make you wet. not going to make you hard. And maybe you're afraid to even broach that subject too. It's a little thing I give uh, couples too regarding sexual aspects. It's called turn-ons and turn-offs. Do you have a clue how do you turn your own sexual desires off? Talk about differences between men and women. It's called compartmentalization or compartmentalizing. Men have an easier time. The way our brains are wired that we can push off the day's trouble, uh, problems at work, the kids having issues, whatever, and we can sort of push those or sort of compartmentalize those in our brain and maybe just worry about sex and focus on sex and being horny, where women have a harder time doing this, where they're worried about their brain swirling. I'm worried about the kids. I'm worrying about, you know, bills. I'm worrying about I had a shitty day. I'm worried about all this stuff so I can't be horny. Men and women can be different at this aspect. But how do you turn yourself off sexually? Sounds weird, right? How can you emotionally turn yourself off? And what do you do? Are you thinking about the bills? Are you thinking about your body image? Are you thinking, of, oh, the kids are going to hear? All these things, you can totally decrease your emotional comfort level and 
let's face it, your desire levels too regarding sexuality. The other aspect of those, how can you turn yourself on sexually? Has anybody thought about that without even being touching or anything? Can you think about sex? Can you think about maybe passionately kissing your partner? About being touched? Maybe where you want to be touched? Some people might add, okay, these are all expectations, and what happens if these expectations get lost? You know what? That's where you have to learn. You try to go with the flow, and you talk, and you communicate, and body language. How would you be able to get through these comfort levels and look at, you know, screw that, screw the body language and everything else? It might not be as easy as it sounds. A lot of it has to do, like I, I work with couples all the time, either sexual issues, relationship issues. A lot of times it's a combination of both. Most times it is. You know, how can you as an individual become more sexually comfortable with your own body and within yourself? And let's face it, confidence is a turn on, right? Confidence is a huge turn on. If women, you come in and you go to get some sexy outfit, lingerie or whatever, and you know what, you have comfort levels that, you know what, I look good, I feel great, no matter what you look like, you know, that breeds sexuality. That breeds even desiring your partner. And being timid and being shy, it sort of puts both of you on edge, doesn't it? So what would it take to feel more comfortable? Say what? This is me. This is who I am. I can improve. I can grow. But right now, this is me, and I am working to get better. What simple steps can you do to increase your emotional sexuality, your comfort level? Is it about you know masturbating? Different ways you want to you touch yourself, and you want your partner to touch you as well. Would it help even practicing? It sounds sort of corny, but would it help practicing talking not only to yourself what you like to get you in practice talking with your partner? It sounds corny, but it can work. You know what? I like to be touched here. You tell yourself this, and it's almost like you're ashamed. It's not shameful to enjoy sex, and it shouldn't be shameful for you to enjoy being touched, to be in kissed, to being licked, to being sucked on. You shouldn't be ashamed of that. Our body is full of pleasure, pleasure zones. That's what makes our bodies so enjoyable at times. So please, don't be ashamed of that. For guys, yeah, we're maybe penis envy. You know, maybe we're worried about we're going to we're going to come too quick. We're going to blow our wad. Um, maybe we have, you know, an older age, we might have problems with erectile problems. So what does that do to our comfort level? Not a lot. It turns us off, right? It kills our desire. But even with those aspects, can you be comfortable going back to my initial comments about pleasing your partner? And can you hold each other? Can you caress each other? Can you manually or orally please your partner if you have those issues? Again, absolutely. Like I mentioned before, if 
or erectile problems, whatever, see a professional. You know, get medically checked out. Hormone levels, testosterone levels. These are all things, like I said, you can do to improve your sexual comfort and your sexuality. You know, do you have high blood pressure? And maybe you're ashamed of not being able to get it up, guys. Or maybe it's something simple that can be taken care of medically. So what would it take for you to help with those aspects? Like I said, it can be done step by step. It doesn't have to be drastic changes. And I want to help you increase your sexual comfort, not only as a couple, but within yourself as individual. So give you something to think about. Have a short little break one last time, and I'll be back shortly. Please, again, phone number is 929-477-3105. I'd love to hear from you. Again, phone number is 929-477-3105. And love to see you in the chat as well. And I'll be back shortly. You guys take care, sit back, and enjoy. Get that special someone uh, hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes. Shoes by Shea. Find her on Facebook. Again, Facebook, Shoes by Shea. If you're looking to listen to some cool, kick-ass bands, along with some cut-up, comedy, hilarious, smart-ass hosts, listen to PPRNLive.com. Again, PPRN. Live.com, or you can find them on Spreaker.com as well. They got shows every Tuesday and Wednesday evening, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time.
everybody into the last segment. Uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying this right now, and hopefully uh, little kids aren't uh, around with uh, little language uh, that's been flying around. Uh, talking about in, uh, sort of intimacy and increasing your sexual comfort level and your sexual desire, you know, what would it take for you to increase your comfort levels? Uh, how many people last we talked about, you know, emotional and ego aspects with comfort? That's a huge aspect, and I think that's where the root of uh, sexual discomfort comes into play, right? could be, let's face it, lack of experience. It could be, you know, afraid to let loose. You know, what's holding you back? One aspect I want to hit on, too, in this last segment, and it needs to be talked about. How many people not only increase in, you know, sexual comfort levels is one thing that a lot of people don't, maybe here, maybe are afraid to bring up, maybe don't even, uh, a lot of guys might not even think about this too, uh, and it, it's crucial. And a lot of sexual discomfort can be placed on past traumas. You know, regarding this affects both men and women, uh, more so women as far as being raped, unfortunately, or being sexually abused. And yes, there are quite a few men out there that as boys that have been sexually abused too. So, you know, how much of this I see, you know, they become very promiscuous or the other aspect, they don't ever want to be touched. They're very stiff, very uncomfortable sexually. Uh, so I'm not going to hit on the promiscuous aspects right now. I'm going to hit on the other ones that become, because of those past traumas associated with rape or being molested, those are traumas. How, with those traumas, how do they affect your comfort level now? How are they still affecting you? Work on so many uh, couples where, you know, women, they might have been, unfortunately, by friends or whatever, and they've been drugged and groggy and getting, you know, raped, unfortunately, by two or three guys at a time. And they're afraid maybe to put their hands a certain way to be maybe held down a little bit because that triggers those aspects. I'm all about those women need a good therapist that need to work on those aspects if it's still haunting them. If they still create problems, we need to work and you need to get a good therapist or counselor that understands those traumatic events and understands that the sensory memories are huge. Too many therapists have no clue. Yeah, I specialize in rape. I specialize in molestation. They have no clue about the sensory aspects involved. That's why there's triggers that come up. Well, that's why you have recurring nightmares. It's crucial that those aspects sort of get resolved. You might not ever forget them, but you can put them to rest where that traumatization is dealt with. So those aspects definitely... So what happens in those cases... This is where the emotional aspect and your partner might not have a clue, right? They might not have a clue that sexuality, it's huge for you. You might try to fake it. You might try to put on an act and images, these traumatic events could flash back. And what's it take for you to be more comfortable with your body that, you know what, those traumas, it wasn't your fault. It was not under your control. It was someone controlling you, most likely an adult or an older, maybe an older teenager. 
It was not under your control, so you are not dirty. And it's very difficult to get more comfortable you know, within yourself when you have this image of yourself, right? Again, that's part of the psychological, the emotional, the self-esteem. What would it take? You know what? Screw it. It wasn't my fault. That doesn't make me a damaged person. It doesn't make me dirty. It doesn't make me a slut. It doesn't make me bad. And that goes for both men and women. What would it take to put that to rest? A lot of times it might take a good therapist in your area, a good counselor. I work with this aspect daily. And how many aspects, I'm going to go on the other flip side, how many uh, partners, if uh, say there was somebody in a relationship, married, long-term relationship, doesn't matter, that their partner, maybe they know they've been molested, maybe they know they've been raped, and maybe that puts something in their mind. You know what, I can't try this because this is going to trigger some aspects. I can't bring this up. I can't say I want this because, you know what, this could have ruined her. This could have damaged her. This could have damaged him. So I can't even bring this up because they equate that trauma that it's still there, that they're afraid. They're afraid to initiate certain things because they're afraid it's going to trigger let's, those past rapes, the past molestation. And then what do we do with that? And it's going to make it worse. So you become both timid. I don't want to use the word maybe frigid, not at all. But you become scared to death sexually and your comfort level, let's face it, goes down the toilet. And this is where the emotional safety that you can tell each other anything, what you're afraid of, what your fears are. Because when you hold them in, your partner has no clue about them, do they? Your partner has, they're assuming. They're assuming you don't love me, you don't desire me, you don't find me attractive. That might not be the case. It might be that they're afraid. Sounds scary, doesn't it? Being even 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 year olds, that you're still afraid sexually? They even talk about it. Sex still is, you see it on billboards, you see it all over the place, TV commercials, radio ads, sexuality is everywhere, but yet so many people are so uncomfortable with it. It's not a bad thing. But prior events, traumas, traumatization, excuse me, can make it feel like it's a bad thing, like it's disgusting. And there's a lot of mixed a- aspects with a lot of people that have been molested or raped, more so molested. I'm going to hit on that. The double-edged sword is when you're molested, a lot of people assume that it's violent, that it's aggressive. 95% of the time, it's not that way. It's coercion. It's manipulation. Oh, I wouldn't do this. If it didn't feel good to you, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this if I didn't love you. So you have mixed messages. You might feel creepy, whatever, that this is wrong emotionally. You know in your gut that it's wrong, that this person shouldn't be doing this. But then you have the other side of it, the physical aspect that, you know what? Maybe this feels good. It sounds sick. But a lot of people, you know what? Something might feel pleasurable, 
but yet it feels emotionally sick at the same time. So now we have the conflict. Now we have the conflict of what's going on and how we can separate. Can we separate the two? You know what? It's okay that it felt good, but you get to set the boundaries about who touches you and how they touch you. That's up to you. That power and control now needs to be in your hands. You have the right to take that power back. So being sexually comfortable in the esteem aspects, you know, can be thwarted, of course, how we're raised. Religious practices, of course. Oh, we're all going to hell, right, if we have sex before we're married. Um, like I said, a lot of people know, students, clients, I'm not a firm believer in that as well. Uh, you set the boundaries for your own sexuality, uh, society, no one else should. Other than in the case of, of course, pedi- uh, pedophilia, that definitely is a no-brainer. That should never happen in any circumstance. But you set the boundaries within your own self. And if you want to expand on those boundaries, what would it take for you to bring that up? First step is to be comfortable with your own self. Tell yourself, you know what, it's okay, I enjoy this. It's okay, I want to try this. That there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean I'm disturbed. It doesn't mean I'm whacked. It doesn't mean I'm a whore. I'm a deviant. I'm human. And the physical body is there, of course, to enjoy. But you set those boundaries of how you enjoy it, when you enjoy it, where physically or environmentally you enjoy it, be it the bedroom, the kitchen counter, the table, the floor, the porch swing, hood of the car, your backyard, of course, you don't want indecent exposure and get arrested. That'd be hilarious. Uh, your kids find out, huh? Um, you know, your comfort levels. What would increase those and work through those aspects? It starts with, again, yourself. I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself a bunch of times, but I can't stress this enough. Work within yourself first, and then you work as a partner. That does not mean you have to do one separate than the other. You can do them both at the same time. You can work at strengthening your own comfort level with your own sexuality to get rid of all the taboos, the myths about sex, that it's bad, that it's dirty, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong. You can work on those aspects yourself and at the same time work together as a team on it. Talk about your fears. Talk about your insecurities. Talk about what your needs are, what you want. I would love you to try this. You know what, hon? I want my hair tugged a little bit. Maybe not too hard, but maybe a little bit. You know what? I'd love you to a little maybe anal play. You know what? I'm sort of weird about it, but I heard it feels good. Maybe we can try it. Is that okay? Is that bad? Is that sort of whack? Not at all. Take for you to talk about it, to feel more comfortable, right? You're supposed to be adults, supposed to speak your mind. But when it comes to sexuality, woo, that can be a very scary, scary thing. So hopefully uh, tonight, everything uh, I've said, hopefully everything that was uh, sort of directed will help you grow sexually and more comfortable within yourself and as a couple, as a partnership, as what it should be. You know, how do you want to be 
touched even by your hand. You know, what do you want touched? What do you want to be touched by your mouth? How do you want to be licked? How do you want to be, maybe, what do you want to suck on? These are good starters, right? You can write them down. It sounds corny. Write them down so you don't forget what you might want to try. Share them with your partner. So you tie that in with the emotional aspects, and holy shit, your relationship could be dynamic. The passion can return. The desire can return. The emotional and physical should go hand in hand. And use both, of course, to increase your own comfort level Increase your own sexuality and knock each other's socks off, literally. Everybody have a nice night. I will be back on Sunday evening, 7 p.m., right here, blogtalkradio.com slash Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Thank you for everybody listening. I'll talk to you pretty soon. Again, you can catch uh, my website, www.blogtalkradio.com attentiverelationshiptherapy.com you can also catch me on Facebook the same name Attentive Relationship Therapy and everybody have a happy healthy, safe and hopefully a horny holiday weekend I will talk to everybody Sunday evening everybody take care get that special someone uh, hand painted hand designed canvas shoes shoes by Shea find her on Facebook again Facebook, Shoes by Shea. If you're looking to listen to some cool, kick-ass bands, along with some cut-up, comedy, hilarious, smart-ass hosts, listen to PPRNLive.com. Again, PPRNLive.com, or you can find them on Spreaker.com as well. They got shows every Tuesday and Wednesday evening, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinski, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Peace out, everybody. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Take care.